What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about Deagle.com and their fucking forecast with the depopulation and just basically a bunch of fucking doom and gloom shit. And I've actually covered this before, but now the CIA, DOD, and Rockefeller Foundation have actually been now exposed as the people, power, and info behind Deagle.com. And that's D-E-A-G-E-L. There is another website that is D-E-A-G-L-E, and don't get confused. They are not the same thing. So I am going to go back over this uh, prediction of Deagles and kind of explain what that's all about and these motherfuckers who are all behind Deagle. We are also going to talk about the Oklahoma City bombing and some information an ex-FBI agent by the name of Ted Gunderson put together. I mean, he put together hella reports and Ted Gunderson actually considered himself a whistleblower. There are some documentaries out there about him. There are a couple of videos of him speaking at different conferences, but a lot of it has been wiped from the internet, but not everything. So that in itself kind of makes me suspicious. But yeah, we will go into that a little bit later, but let's get a ride in to Deagle.com. Before we get into all these predictions from Deagle, let me just give you a little bit of background about this organization. Deagle is considered an intelligence source. Some people say that Deagle covertly helps the CIA by way of global intelligence. Some say they are a small branch of military intelligence based in the U.S. Basically, any way you look at this, they are 100% associated with high-level intel and very accurate intel at that too. So this these predictions of Deagles, it's not a new thing. And word on the street, word in the conspiracy corners, are that these numbers, these predictions from Deagle are highly trusted by the intelligence communities of the world. So this specific spreadsheet prediction I'm talking about today is not their only prediction. This is what they do. They've been around for decades. This isn't something like that just popped up out of nowhere and everyone's like, oh, who are these crazy guys? No. Deagle has a track record of being trusted for their forecasts for military and for just national, quote unquote, national security intelligence and other information. They gather their information from many different sources and kind of just use that information then to make forecasts for many different subjects. There are also a bunch of people on the other side of the aisle who say these Deagle reports have been debunked, but I have to say, get fucked, Shill. Absolutely not. <laughs> Funny thing is, is if you go to Deagle.com now, they have actually removed the page where they're predicting 70% of the population would be reduced by 2025, but the web archive never forgets. Some of the predictions in this whole graph state America's population will go down by 70%, and it actually lists several countries, doesn't just talk about the United States. According to this page that was actually last updated March of 2020, 
It said the population in the United States at the time this was originally published was 327 million people. Their forecast for 2025 shows there's only going to be 100 million people in the United States. Deagle actually has even shown up in WikiLeaks documents. There is a military intelligence document, and that's actually concerning leaked emails, that was made public. It explicitly mentions information provided by Deagle, mentioning them by name. If you go down the Deagle rabbit hole, there are a lot of different documents and tidbits of information here and there that actually corroborate a lot of the information that Deagle has released. Moving back to kind of what I was talking about earlier, Deagle did remove this page from their website. And coincidentally, (laughs) it was right after the pandemic in 2020. Deagle stated that a significant contributing factor was quote unquote migration. Yeah, that many people are just going to fucking migrate out of the United States. Totally sounds legit. Back in 2020, a lot of us crazy conspiracy theorists tried to figure out who was behind Deagle. There was a lot of crazy conspiracy theorists going down many different rabbit holes, but we all seemed to get stonewalled at a certain point in our investigation. And then, like with everything else, people just stop fucking talking about it. It's because if you research something for hours and hours, and every time you come to a roadblock, you kind of just either have to make the assumption that this information will eventually come out down the road, or this will be like a fucking JFK shit, and 60 years from now, maybe somebody in the government will whistleblow or talk about it. But... We don't have to wait that long. We are going to get into the origins and the backers of Deagle right fucking now. The information I'm about to tell you guys is from FOIA released documents that is basically different correspondence between Deagle and the United States Director of Central Intelligence, Stansfield Turner. There is actually one document dated 1977 that refers to an event described as, quote, the most significant in the intelligence field since 1974. Hmm. This is actually the document. I'm going to read it just like a little excerpt for you. Dear Stan, I wanted to let you know that I have joined the Rockefeller Foundation as Deputy Director for the International Relations. To give you a sense of the focus of the program... I am enclosing a copy of our new International Relations Program Guidelines, and it's been approved by the trustees April 6, 1977. As you will see, we hope to concentrate the Foundation's work toward international policy analysis in three main problem areas, world energy, world food, and agriculture, and regional conflicts, disciplines, and viewpoints drawn from the private and public sectors within and outside of the United States, and exploit the Foundation's flexibility in the use of resources. Thus far, I find the development of policy analysis in the international context extraordinarily difficult and challenging, and the next few years promise substantial growth for me. I have been following your adventures with great interest and hope that all the emerging arrangements meet your aspirations. From all appearances, this may be the most significant event in intelligence fields since 1947. Please let me know immediately if there's anything I can do to help you. The CIA director, Stansfield Turner, responded with, Dear Ed, thank you for your very thoughtful note on 
retracted. I'm excited at the prospect of his joining us in a couple of weeks. He certainly seems to have all sorts of potential. Hope you're enjoying the foundation. All the best. Yours, Stanfield Turner. So from the FOIA documents, it strongly suggests that Deagle isn't just Edwin because he is now working with the Rockefeller Foundation. He's sending fucking personal letters to the CIA. And it looks like it's the entirety of the U.S. military industrial complex consisting of the CIA, U.S. Department of Defense and the Shady Rockefeller Foundation. All of those organizations seem to be behind this fucking apocalypse fucking prediction of 2025. So let's talk a little bit about that report again. Deagle predicted the United Kingdom would see its population decline by 77.1% by the year 2025. Their prediction for the United States would see its population decline by 68.5% in the year 2025. Germany would also see its population decline by 65.1%. Australia, 34.6%. There are a lot of different Western countries listed in this old report. And like I said, you cannot find this on Deagle's website. You have to go to the Wayback Machine, the Web Archive, something like that. So when this all kind of came to light in 2020, a lot of people equated this huge decline in the population to the vaccines. And we are seeing crazy high numbers of people dying, young people dying, children dying from strokes, heart attacks, unknown, super fucking aggressive cancers. And of course, it nobody's talking about it in the mainstream media. Nobody wants to investigate this further. And if you do, they'll just discount you as a crazy conspiracy theorist. And that's it. The book is shut. Kobobo 19, the vaccines, all that shit kind of leads me to my next point. So stay with me here. I'll try to make this as fucking easy to understand as possible. The U.S. Department of Defense issued a, quote, COVID-19 research contract in Ukraine three months prior to the official recognition of the Kabobo-19 virus. So you take that information that the Department of Defense is connected to Deagle, the CIA, the Rockefeller Foundation, all these shady fucks are kind of working together. It really makes you wonder. According to United States government data, It shows the U.S. Department of Defense awarded a contract on November 12th, 2019 to Labyrinth Global Health Incorporated for, quote, COVID-19 research. And this is one month before the governments started actually talking about this, quote unquote, outbreak of Kabobo-19. If you go to a U.S. government website called USA Spending, there is an official open data source of federal spending information. Now check out this. This was posted April 12th, 2021. The U.S. government spent a fucking ridiculous $3.63 trillion in response to Kabobo. But if you go a little bit deeper and click on the area that says award search, there is details on a contract awarded by the Department of Defense to a company named Black VTech Special Projects Corporation. And apparently this is a global engineering procurement consulting and construction company specializing in infrastructure development. Well, the contract was awarded September 20th, 2012, and is described as, quote, professional scientific and technical services. 
you go a little bit further into the award history tab, look for quote subawards, and it'll detail the recipients, action date, amount, a very brief description for 115 sub award transactions. So some of it like has listings such as laboratory equipment for Kiev or office furniture for Kiev. Little side note, just remember all those bio labs we had in Ukraine right before fucking Russia lost its mind? Hmm? Yeah. So November 12th, 2019. This is at least a month before the official fucking Kabobo drop date. So why are they awarding this amount of money for Kabobo research before Kabobo even hit the streets? I I would like to know. (laughs) Inquiring minds want to fucking know. Now we need to get to the part of the Rockefeller Foundation's involvement with Deagle. So a background on the Rockefeller Foundation. It started in 1913. And if you look at their history, they have been a huge pusher of eugenics. Their alleged fucking mission is to, quote, promote the well-being of humanity throughout the world. And these fuckers have shaped global health policies and led to a significant influence in the creation of the World Health Organization. (laughs) These people are so fucking disgusting. So the Rockefeller Foundation is definitely and historically known for eugenics, population control, all kinds of human experimentation, selective breeding, fucked up shit, you guys. The Rockefeller Foundation is just as bad and crooked as a CIA. Of course, the Rockefeller Foundation at this point has disavowed all of their fucking eugenics and population control measures. But yeah, I don't believe these fucking psychos. Not a one bit. So going back to Deagle's 2025 predictions, it seems like we are kind of on a course to meet those apocalyptic predictions. So let me just run down some of these uh, numbers of the excess deaths that different countries are experiencing. According to the UK government and 26 other governments of countries around Europe, the continent suffered 375,253 excess deaths in 2021. The number goes up 404,600 excess deaths in 2022. Add those two figures together and we're almost at 780,000 excess deaths over two fucking years. Australia suffered 11,000 excess deaths in 2021. And then it went up to 22,730 excess deaths by week 38 of 2022. Australia alone had a 1,640% increase in excess deaths in just 39 weeks throughout 2022, compared to 53 weeks throughout 2020. These fucking horrible numbers go on. New Zealand suffered 2,169 excess deaths in 2021. That number doubles, more than doubles, to 5,286 excess deaths by week 49 of 2022. So New Zealand alone had an increase of 3,404% on excess deaths. Canada's in the same fucking boat, you guys. So for 2021 and 2022, Canada had 25,333 excess deaths. That's a 42 fucking percent increase. Now let's move to the United States. 
We had over 1.1 million excess deaths in two years for 2021 and 2022. If the world's countries and population keep experiencing this type of excess deaths where they kind of double each year, Deagle may not be so off on their fucking doomsday predictions. And now that we know the CIA, the Department of Defense, and the fucking Rockefellers are all involved with Deagle, people may want to take a second look at this report. And I don't know, think about it. Look at the fucking numbers. These are numbers. These are government numbers. These are not crazy conspiracy theorist numbers. You can get this from government websites. So I don't know, it's something to fucking think about and it adds this layer of fucking shady evilness when you combine all of those organizations together. All fucking bad, you guys. And just a little side note and a ray of happy sunshine, the mortality rates per 100,000 are the lowest amongst the unvaccinated. Hmm, imagine that. And now they're fucking trying to push this new jab for this new ridiculous strain of Kabobo. And that, let me just tell you a little something about that. This should fucking make you angry and scared and fucking just all bad. Check this shit out. The fucking CDC is going to purchase 20 million pediatric COVID-19 vaccines, which is worth over $1.8 billion. So back in June, apparently they were like anticipating a surge in this fucking, fucking flu bullshit. So yeah, now they're going to buy all this shit for pediatric patients and probably force this on school kids in order to let them attend school in states like California. I'm sure not every state is going to fucking lose its mind. But if you're kind of on the fence about the Kabobo job and your doctor's trying to talk you into it, ask them just to list the ingredients for you. (laughs) I mean, they're doctors. They should know what they're trying to inject into their patients, right? Hmm. All right, you guys, it's change of subject time. The next thing I'm going to talk about is the Oklahoma City bombing and a paper written from the perspective of Ted Gunderson and Michael Blair. A little bit about Ted Gunderson is he was an investigator of international reputation with more than 27 years of service to his country. He worked for the FBI and was a special agent in Los Angeles. Not just a special agent. He was like the director for the Los Angeles FBI office. Michael Blair had 35 years experience as an investigative reporter. So these two kind of combined their skills and wrote a paper detailing the Oklahoma City bombing and why they thought this was actually a conspiracy by the United States government that Timothy McVeigh and the other motherfucker had not actually orchestrated this. This was not a fertilizer bomb. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what was written in this paper. I will also leave a couple of links in the show notes, one directly to this paper and another one to a website that lists a lot of the stuff Ted Gunderson kind of came out and blew the whistle on. He's kind of a controversial figure. Some people think he is a plant and like a fake whistleblower. And other people who have deeply researched him can find no evidence of him being a plant or lying about the quote unquote conspiracies he talks about. So if you look into Gunderson, he has connections to speaking at conferences about the New World Order, about these fucking pedophiles in government and the quote-unquote elite pedophiles, and so much more. 
So like I said, I'll leave a link up to the site where there are so many different rabbit holes to go down. And this is all based upon the knowledge of Ted Gunderson. Gunderson 100% believed that McVeigh and Nichols were not the two people behind the Oklahoma City bombings. Gunderson states that through gag orders and suppressed testimony, the U.S. has carefully controlled the information distributed, often as disinformation leaked to the public. Gunderson goes on to say that no matter how hard one tries, when there are so many people involved, information cannot be controlled completely. The U.S. prosecution team during the trial of McVeigh reminded the jury that although there was no actual photograph of the bomber doing the deed, there was enough circumstance or pieces of the puzzle which, if put together as a whole, created the necessary picture. Now, I love when the government fucking finds pieces and puts it together or connects the dots. It's not just a crazy conspiracy theory. The circumstantial shit is taken as a fact most of the time. Gunderson and Blair basically took all these pieces of the puzzle that the prosecution outlined during the trial and said that if you look at these pieces a little bit differently and you go a little bit further, it paints a picture that is far different than that painted by the U.S. Justice Department. I'm not going to read you the whole paper. It's 27 pages long. But I will highlight some of the information Gunderson has found doing research. And he was there on the ground after the Oklahoma City bombing. And side note, the title of this paper is called Bloody Wednesday. Gunderson states during the McVeigh trial, the United States did not call Dave Williams, the chief of the FBI explosives unit and who supervised the Oklahoma City bombing evidence as a witness. The United States did not call Roger Martz, chief of chemistry and toxicology of the FBI crime lab, when evidence was being gathered. The United States did not call Roger Moore, alias Bob Anderson, who was allegedly robbed by co-conspirator Terry Nichols to finance the bombing. And it does make you wonder, like, why the fuck are they not calling these people in? There was no eyewitnesses who placed McVeigh at the scene of the bombing. Only a, quote, Arab-looking man. Witnesses saw a rider rental truck at the Dreamline Motel where McVeigh rented a room the day before. A man identifying himself as Kling, K-L-I-N-G, and that the prosecution is saying that was allegedly McVeigh, rented the bomb truck. There was no ammonium nitrate. One of the more than two-ton bombs, two main ingredients, found on McVeigh's clothing, boots, hands, hair, etc. There was none of the chemical explosive used in the deck cord on McVeigh's hands, boots, hair, automobile, steering wheel, or shifting lever. Although he had supposedly been handling it a brief time earlier, at the Murrah building. This chemical was not found on McVeigh's knife, which was supposedly used to cut the detonator cord. Two witnesses who composed the artist's likeness of the bomber in 1995 were not allowed to testify at the trial, and a third witness who saw the bomber was allowed to testify, although he gave different description at the trial than he did in April 1995. Check this part out. The only piece of evidence, which was Exhibit Q507, is a 9 by 9 inch piece of plywood, supposedly from the Ryder rental truck. And that's it. That's all the FBI had to support the theory that 
a fucking fertilizer bomb was used. And it was found on the scene by a civilian and used by the FBI. And that is in violation of the rules of evidence and violation of forensic laboratory policy. As testified to by William Whitehurst, the whistleblowing FBI lab scientist. Its authenticity simply could not be substantiated, as Whitehurst had been told when it turned up. This piece of evidence miraculously (laughs) had crystals of ammonium nitrate on it, even though those crystals evaporate in humidity. And there was torrential rain in Oklahoma City while the bombing evidence was waiting to be gathered. In addition to surviving the rain, the crystals also survived the heat of at least 500 degrees generated by this fucking bomb. And these crystals are destroyed at heat above 200 degrees. All scientists, other than the FBI's Bermeister, were precluded from examining this piece of evidence for the crystals. The remains of the Murrah building were demolished before a full and impartial investigation could be performed, for no apparent reason other than to, quote, be sensitive to the pain of the survivors, who were reminded of the tragedy every time they saw the wrecked building. So this paper by these two men go into great detail about all of the points I just covered. Gunderson states the CIA and the U.S. Army are actually the ones that bombed the Oklahoma City building. Check out this interesting little tidbit. Two government informants, Carol Howe and Carrie Gagan, alerted the ATF and the FBI respectively well in advance of the bombing, that it was going to happen. A third warned the Secret Service guarding President Bill Clinton. He was ignored, and the agent informed, died in the blast. Hmm. McVeigh was recruited into the CIA after his army service, including a tour of duty in the Persian Gulf War, with evidence uncovered by Gunderson that he was manipulated under the government's top-secret MKUltra mind control program, which, contrary to reports, was not closed down decades ago. Like, we have talked about how many times in this fucking podcast. Gunderson kind of expands a bit on the whole McVeigh CIA situation. He says, Andreas Strassmeier, a known German intelligence agent, came to the United States to act as an advisor for the Department of Justice and worked his way into a neo-Nazi compound in Oklahoma known as Ilahome City. Both Strassmeier and McVeigh were in contact with another conspirator, Michael Brescia. They say there was also another conspirator who was an American Indian from upstate New York reservation. So McVeigh, Strassmeyer, Brescia, and the others plotted the bombing through their close ties with Ilahom City, the fucking uh, <laughs> neo-Nazi compound in Oklahoma. The head of this neo-Nazi compound is Reverend Robert Miller, who, it turns out, was actually an informant for the FBI and another government source of prior information about the plotters. Phone records disclosed at the trial revealed that both McVeigh and Brescia were regular callers of Strassmeyer at Ilham City. After the bombing, Strassmeyer returned to Germany. Some of you may be wondering why, like, what would be the point of the U.S. government blowing up the Oklahoma City building? Gunderson states the purpose of the operation was to hasten the passage of a counterterrorism bill before Congress, which gave the federal government incredibly expanded powers, even superseding the protections guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution that limit and control government, 
all under the guise of providing, quote, public safety and purported anti-terrorism activity. So like I said at the beginning of the Gunderson talk, this 27-page document outlines all kinds of different evidence that doesn't make sense, that's outright lies, and kind of shows evidence that the U.S. government was suppressing the truth about the Oklahoma City bombing. And if you, like, think about it in context of now, you know, we know about September 11th and it was an inside job, and combine that with the Oklahoma City bombing, after these two events, we got the Patriot Act and we've got the renewed fucking Patriot Act, and we've kind of just flushed our rights and freedom down the toilet for some bullshit-ass public safety. And I don't think the public is any more safe. I would estimate, just based upon different things I've read, 75% of these fucking quote-unquote plots the FBI disrupts are plots they fucking started. They find some mentally ill or lonely motherfucker, befriend them, and kind of brainwash them and get them to do what they want. It's happened time and time again. I mean, I <laughs> have you guys recently read... I mean, recent as in the last 20 years, read about some fucking lone wolf psychopath that wasn't involved with the FBI trying to do some quote-unquote terrorist shit in the United States? Fuck no. These intelligence agencies and the justice and law enforcement agencies always seem to have their dirty little fingers involved. Look at fucking, go back to Waco, look at the evidence there, look at Ruby fucking Ridge. This shit has happened time and time again in the United States where the government has orchestrated all of this shit and the media blew it up for them. Let's scare the fucking dumbass public into giving away their rights. And it's just going to get worse, you guys. Can the Constitution even protect us at this point with the corruption and rot that is within our government? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not saying let's get rid of the Constitution. Fuck no, I'm not. But what I'm saying is 100% our rights are being eroded. And a lot of people, most people are happy to give up their rights for some fake ass sense of security. So that's what we got, you guys. It's a bunch of fucking crazy shit out there. But go check out these show notes. Read this entire document. It's fucking mind blowing. And Gunderson talks about a lot of different subjects. I mean, he worked for the fucking government for nearly 40 years. So check out the show notes, go to the link, and kind of dive into all of the different rabbit holes Gunderson opened up back in the day. And just a side note, he is dead now. I have read some reports that he died of bladder cancer, and I've read other reports that he died of arsenic poisoning. I don't know which one is true. You guys be the judge. All right, you guys, that is about it for this week. But before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California, Colorado, and Washington. That's what's up, you guys. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. If you want any of the documents I talk about, I would happily send them your way. As far as our international downloaders, we have the UK, Ireland, Canada, and Sweden. Thanks for fucking tuning into the podcast every week, you guys. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. If you have a rabbit hole that I should go down, you can hit me up on my sub on Reddit, which is r slash vanished in the valley, 
or you can take your chances with Instagram and I can be found at at Vanished Athena. So until next week, you guys, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.